Hey, hey, you're listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I'm the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care is a space for Black women who are intentionally blooming as we honor our wholeness, our healing, and our humanity. And we're doing these things in a world that simply does not. I want to go ahead and get into today's episode. I'm going to be talking about reimagining our lives after... Grief. Reimagining our lives after grief. And I'm going to be sharing a personal story. Uh, So I want to give you a heads up that this might be a trigger for you if you have experienced grief uh, from the loss of a child or abortion or things of that nature. So uh, if that episode, if that sounds like something that might trigger you, excuse me then you may want to press pause on this episode and find something, another like episode to listen to that might be more in alignment with your spirit. Um, definitely. Okay. Cause I don't want this to, to be a triggering experience for you. Okay. So before I get into today's episode though, I do want to say thank you. Thank you so very much for being the best part of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Honest to goodness, every email that I receive where you are sharing a part of your soul with me, um, a part of your history, your experience, the things that you um, are healing from, every time you listen to the show, every time you share the episode or the podcast on, on your social media, in your stories, every time you leave a rating and review or you leave a comment, in the rating or in the review, like for on iTunes, for example, I read those and they just, they really just touch me in a way that I cannot even express to the fullest by way of this podcast. So I just want to say thank you a million times for being the best part of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast, sis. I really, really appreciate it. All right. All right. So, oh, I'll, I'll always forget this. Something that I did for self-care this week, um, you know, I have been consistent with my meditation time and that has been so amazing, so amazing. Um, I hit day 200, like 200 days of meditation a few days ago, I think it was. And um, and for me, meditation looks like and feels like it's um, stillness time, taking time to just breathe. Uh, talking to God, uh, walking, I'm trying to think of other things, journaling, things like that. So I hit day 200 uh, a few days ago. And some days, literally all I could do was take like two minutes to breathe. And that was it. Uh, And some days it was 20, 30 minutes, some days even longer than that. But I'm just thankful that I've been able to get into a good rhythm and do it in a way where I I I don't allow my perfectionism to take over. My perfectionism tries to say, oh, it needs to be done this way. It needs to be this length of time, every single time. I'm so glad that I don't listen to that little voice that tries to keep me stuck and and um, rigid and how I do what makes sense for me. And that voice can be so strong, (laughs) y'all. If you are a perfectionist, you know what I'm talking about. 
like, oh, you only did two minutes of breathing today. That's bad. You know what I'm saying? Like just resisting that idea that I have to do it in a way, for example, that's pleasing to the world or in a way, I don't know, but I just don't. I do. I try my best to do what makes sense for me in that day, in that moment. And I allow myself grace and understanding that every day is not going to look the same. Every day is not going to be the same. Every, every, whatever. It's, it's just, it's, it's life and it's not going to be the same every single day. It's okay for me to have a routine, but my routine doesn't have to be exactly the same every single day. Same for you. Because those routines, those habits, they're definitely helping us when it comes to healing and prioritizing ourselves and shifting our mindsets and and healing from the effects of like oppression and trauma and and things like that. Um, I think it's very important. I think it's very important, but I don't believe it has to look and feel the same every single time because we're not the same person every single time and sometimes we need a little more of this and sometimes we need a little less of that for it to make sense does that are you are you feeling me so yeah I hit 200 days and each day has not been exactly the same it hasn't okay So that's what I did for self-care in the last few days. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into today's episode. I want to talk about grief. I want to have a real talk, grown woman conversation with you. This is going to be pretty much no holds bar. Because I want to I want to share this part of my story. I want to as much as I can remember anyway, I want to share this part of my story. And I'm using this episode as a way to hopefully remind you even though our experiences may not be the same, um, I just want to remind you that grief is a normal part of life. Our feelings, our emotions, like it, our, our experiences, it's all valid. And there are options on the other side of it too. There are options on the other side of that pain too. All right, so my story this conversation's coming up because I've noticed a like a, a recurring trend, if you will. And that trend isn't something that happens every day, every week, every month. It's just every once in a while, something will pop up and it'll kind of like trigger it. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Have you ever experienced that? So for me, the thing is when I see mothers with their children, with their small children, Sometimes I'll have this feeling of grief pop up. I'll have this feeling of grief pop up because though, yes, I do have one child and I love my daughter to pieces. Um, Love her, love her, love her. She's pretty much an adult now. (laughs) But I haven't shared with you that I technically would have had two children. I would have had I would have been a mom to two kids. And how if 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 I had the second child, the second child would be today maybe uh 7 or 8 years old possibly. I'm not exactly sure of the age. But um what happened is maybe back in 20 I want to say 20 20 13 maybe 
possibly 20, 2013, somewhere in there, um, I got pregnant. And my daughter would have been maybe 11 or 12 at the time. And I was in a situation, I was in a relationship where there were red there weren't the flags weren't even red the flags were what's what's beyond red i don't even know the the flags were like fireworks <laughs> right weren't even red they were beyond red it was just fireworks and the relationship just was not for me and so i made the decision to have an abortion i i made the decision to have an abortion and I'm sure that for my followers of Christ, you might be clutching your pearls right now. You might have caught the vapors. Hey, I get it. But it happened. And that is what I felt was the right choice for me at the time. And I do not apologize for it. I'm not, I, I don't apologize for it. So ended up having an abortion because I knew in my heart that the relationship that I was in would have been a snare. It would have been a trap. I would have been stuck. And this version of Brie that's talking to you now, this is, I guess, technically future Brie. If, if we're thinking about this Brie that you're listening to now versus the Brie from 2013 or whatever year that was, I wish I would have allowed myself to even journal through that, but I didn't journal through that experience. So I don't even know the exact year. I didn't keep any paperwork on it. It was just like I just swept this pain under the rug. I just swept the whole experience under the rug. But this version of Brie that is talking to you now, I... I wasn't the same 10 years ago. And we all are different 10 years ago, right? We grow, we change, we shift, we expand, we sometimes we shrink. Um, but I was not a healed version of myself back then. I was a doormat. I was just accepting any old thing thing in my life at the time it's just a whole story it's a whole situation and I knew that if I would have had this child it wouldn't have been good for me it wouldn't have been good for me physically emotionally like it just it wouldn't have been good for me it wouldn't have been good for my life it just wouldn't have I don't even know if I would be sitting here today and I know that sounds really major, but you have to understand that, again, old Brie, just from all the pain and grief and trauma and, and all that stuff, like I just, I was not in a position to have a child. <laughs> I just wasn't. I just wasn't. So again, I swept all of that under the rug and literally just allowed my body to heal, never really talked to anybody about it, never 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 really grieved the situation it was just like I, I just emotionally swept it under under the rug excuse me and went on about my life tried to pretend that I was okay pretend that 
life was good. I was all right. You know, I just, I just made this decision and you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I, 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 I didn't even really think about the repercussions. I just thought about, I had to get out of the situation quickly, quickly. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And so because I didn't allow myself to grieve, like the five stages of grief, actually, I believe there's more than five stages of grief, depending on who you talk to. But the basic five stages of grief include anger, denial, bargaining, acceptance. I know I'm forgetting one. Anger, denial, uh, depression, depression. Uh, so, yeah, ang- denial, anger, depression, uh, bargaining and acceptance. I didn't go through those stages. Not, not really, not, not really. And so I believe that that's why now it's starting to pop up for me, starting to pop up. I I mean, I did go through some of the stages, like for sure, depression. I've talked about that before, but I, I, there's been so many things in my life to have happened that I feel like depression. Plus I'm pretty sure that depression is in my lineage as well. And that makes me so nervous because I don't want my daughter to have to go through any of that. You know what I'm saying? But I just kind of went through things and didn't really think about why I was going through the things. I just dealt with the, how can I say, I dealt with the 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 physical part of it, but I didn't really deep dive into the emotional part of it, if that makes sense. So, yeah, so now it's it, we're in 2023 and it, it pops up on occasion. I'll see a mom hugging her child and I'll be like, oh, my God, that could have been me. I see a mom at the park with her children, little, her littles and things like that. I'm just like, you would have had two kids, but you you don't. That could have been you, but but it's not. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah. I want you to know that if you swept some things under the rug, as sometimes we tend to do, don't be surprised if things start to kind of pop up just seemingly out of the blue. I think that's, I don't know if that's normal or not. I'm not an expert. I'm not a therapist or anything like that. But I believe that it can definitely happen at any time. And also, with this grief, keep in mind that it's not necessarily always going to be like this linear thing where you're going to hit step one and it's going to take this amount of time. Then you're going to hit step two and it's going to take this specific amount of time. Then you're going to hit step three or excuse me, step three and then step four. And then magically you get to acceptance and you can now breathe woosah, and all is well. Maybe that happens for some people. I can't speak for everyone in the world, but it definitely <laughs> that has not been the case for me. You, you you might jump around from anger to denial to bargaining to depression. Then, oh, man, I thought I healed from that, but now I'm back to bargaining. And, oh, I thought I healed from that, but now I'm back to just anger over the situation, right? It's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like, seriously? 
If something seems too good to be true, do some digging before you invest your time, energy, or money. This is why when it comes to my health, I use Ritual because they know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our high standards. Their clinically backed essential for women 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. These multivitamins are gentle on my stomach and are so easy for me to take. It's crucial that I trust what I'm putting into my body, so I love that Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, which is a huge deal. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash self-care. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash self-care for 25% off. Okay, so what do Gail Anderson, Oprah Winfrey, and Big Boy have in common? These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. For sure. That's exactly how it's been for me. But I didn't allow myself to feel my feelings. I didn't allow myself to process any of it. So I would just go through it and keep, 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 sh- keep shoveling it down, keep shoveling it down, keep shoveling it down. But I don't do that anymore. I allow myself to feel and to talk about it and to process and journal through it and, you know, all those things. And it's definitely helping. And so now I'm in a place, finally, where more so, because I still think about it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but more so, it's it's a brief thing. And I feel like I'm more firmly planted in acceptance um, for that situation, as well as a situation of the possibility that I may never get married. I've had the, the chance maybe twice in my life to get married and both times I did not like it just did not happen um so part of me too is grieving that and I think a part of it is for me just this romanticized version of life that kind of gets in my head that says oh this could have been you oh you could have had that oh you you know what I'm saying like this this romantic like me just thinking that I would have had this ideal life if I would have made different choices. So kind of like bargaining still, you know what I mean? 
if I wouldn't have done this or if I would have done that, my life would look would have looked like this. And there's no way to know how your life would have ended up. Again, we can't predict the future. You could have done all the quote unquote right things with the hopes of having this ideal life and things could have could still go awry because life be life in. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's just what pops up from me for me, excuse me, from time to time. Uh and feeling that grief about those situations. But I'm thankful because like I said, more so these days, I'm in a place of acceptance and not acceptance as in, well, woe is me, you know, um, I've just got to accept it. Life is bad and it is what it is. I don't mean that by acceptance <laughs> at all. You know what I'm saying? That to me still feels kind of like, hmm, maybe like depression or anger. I don't know. But that's not what acceptance is for me. Acceptance feels better than that. Um, and also I was going to say, like, as I, as I went through some of the stages, at least in the past, when I went through some of the stages, what I didn't really consider is that I have some say in what my life can shift to. I ha even back then, I had some say uh, of what my life can shift into. Again, not saying I can predict the future or not saying that I can control every single thing because I can't. You can't. We can't. Um, but I, I, I could have not let life pass me by in such a way. Um, if that makes any sense. And I can't change what happened. You know, again, these things are in the past, but I can definitely move forward in ways that feel good in my soul. And so can you. Again, we can't go back in time. Um, but when it comes to grief, what we what we don't want to do is just like continue to sweep sweep everything under the rug um, because it does come back. It does come back. And I don't know. I just feel like me being this in this place of acceptance, it opens up a lot to me. And it obviously took me quite some time to get to this point. But I feel like with acceptance, like where I am right now, it opens up a lot to me. And like I said before, um, I feel like I am empowered. I have some type of power um, to consider and have some say in what my life can look like from this moment on. Because I'm a more healed and whole version of myself. And now I'm able to look at it through that perspective or with that set of eyes. I didn't have that in the past. I, I didn't have the capacity to do that back then. I didn't have the, the, the capacity to consider that, you know, I had a say in some of the choices um, that I could make after those after those things happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, again, we can't change what happened in the past, but we can definitely um, get to a place 
where life feels more in alignment, right? We can get to a place where we can move forward in ways that feel genuinely good in our soul. Um, So for example, going back to the children, I'm not saying that when I look at kids, I'll never have that feeling of, oh man, I wish I would not have dot, dot, dot. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that that's the case. Um, But what I am saying is that uh, I have available possibilities. I have available possibilities. I have things I can focus on and prioritize. I don't have to just in that area of life uh, or any area of life, but speaking of the, the children specifically, like I don't just have to let life pass me by. I can choose what I focus on and prioritize. So that's a question that I want you to ask yourself. Like if you're, you know, kind of moving towards acceptance and certain things in your life, like consider, are there some available possibilities for you right now? What? Are there some ways for you to kind of like shift your focus and 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 prioritize some things in your life? Is there is there like an opportunity to explore something different than what you initially expected? So in my case, just off the top of my head, I could maybe consider being a foster parent. Uh, I can wait to see if my daughter has kids, <laughs> which I don't know if she will or she won't. That's totally her choice to make. I will um accept whatever she decides for her life i'm not telling her to have kids i'm not telling her to not have kids this is her life right but um you know she in, in who knows in 5 10 years maybe she'll start having children and building her family with a partner so i could wait to see if my daughter has children then i could be like somebody's nana or grandma or something you know so that's an uh, an option to possibly consider um and also in the village that i'm in i can i have the opportunity to be an auntie some of the women actually all of the women have small kids i'm the only one of the group of six i think of us um i have the oldest child Everyone else has. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I actually no, that's not true. I don't have the oldest child, but one of the ladies that has the oldest child, she also has younger kids as well. So I'm the only one that doesn't have any littles, if that makes any sense. So as we continue building that village and that support and that community uh, and sisterhood, I have the opportunity to be auntie to um there's at least five, six, seven kids. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. So um, this village that we're building, I can be an auntie. I can have that role. Um, And I'm sure there's other things I can do as well. I'm just, I haven't really thought of it specifically right now. I'm just allowing myself to understand that there are available possibilities for me, right? Um, so as I grieve, because just because I know now that I have possibilities that are available to me, doesn't mean that those thoughts are not going to pop up from time to time. That's just, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's how it works. Um, so I may still, I mean, six months from now, I may still have that feeling like, oh man, or again, if, as I continue moving forward, because, um, I will be 50 in a few years. I may have a partner, I may not. So even with that, 
you know, I, I need to, or I want to, I should say, just be aware and, and remember that there are possibilities for my life. There are possibilities for your life. Even though we've gone through a lot of struggle, a lot of turmoil, a lot of pain, a lot of grief, uh, a lot of trauma and oppression, um, external and internal, right? Um, and, the, and the effects of that oppression and things of that nature, we still have uh, uh, possibilities that are available to us. We still have a choice uh, of what we mentally want to focus on um, and we can reimagine what life can look like and feel like for us as we move forward in our healing as we move forward in our liberation as we move forward in just more self-awareness of of who we are and who we 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 see ourselves as or who we want to become like we have possibilities available to us this doesn't again mean that things are going to change tomorrow or overnight or anything like that but you know girl we we have we have we have possibilities we have possibilities we have we have options you know what i'm saying again doesn't mean your situation is going to change like right this very minute. I'm not saying that at all. Sometimes it takes some planning. Sometimes it takes some preparation, um, you know, and I get that because that too has been my life. That too has been my life. For example, me grieving. I've shared my story about how I, how I screwed up my financial situation. So definitely have grieved that. <laughs> definitely have grieved my financial situation. Oh my gosh. Um and yeah, it's it it didn't my, my that did not change overnight for me. We're talking honestly years and years and years and a part of that is because I was I wasn't really healed in that area or or, or um open to being healed in that area i i just really struggled with the whole money thing for uh, several reasons it was it was and it still is um but not like it was in the past but it was a a huge struggle of mine it was a huge struggle of mine like the whole finance and money and and all that kind of stuff so definitely a lot of grieving there as well the anger the bargaining the um depression the denial like all of that stuff absolutely but now this version of brie in 2023 um understands that i have i have options i have i have possibilities um available to me that allow me to rethink what my future can look like and and move in that direction and so if you are in um a place of just grieving what you used to have or what you thought your life would be like first of all girl i understand a million percent <laughs> i un look i overstand <laughs> i overstand a million percent I really, really do. My hope is that at some point, as you're processing, as you're healing, um, you allow yourself to rethink um, 
that idea that you had for you that didn't necessarily come to fruition and know that there are still uh, uh, like options and, and possibilities for you to have a beautiful, abundant, joyful, liberated life. A million percent, I believe that. I believe it for me and I believe it for you. All right, so um, that's it for this week's episode. If you want to connect, you can email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, that's connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T at browngirlselfcare.com. That's it for this week's episode. Um, Have a blessed week and I look forward to connecting with you on Monday. Take care.